entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real time station. 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Use referral code GREEN at checkout for the special Green Room discount. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio in The Green Room. Feel free to give... Us a call at any point in the program, 323-203-0815. We're doing it live, guys. Welcome to the program. We have an amazing show for you once again. Uh, later on the program, we will have our movie reviewer, our in-house movie critic, Stud Manly. Stud, the maniac manly man, he will be calling in his movie review, so make sure you stay tuned for that at the end of the program. But now, joining me... Right here, in studio, is my main man, Cornell Reed. Cornell, thanks for coming in, man. You're welcome, man. It was a long journey that we carpooled together for. Right. As roommates, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes Sometimes carpools happen. Sometimes carpools happen. Man, this is where you come for some insight, everybody. That's, you know, <laughs> slice of life right there. You guys want to know how the stars live? That's how the stars live. We care about greenhouse gases. It's not about... Us not being able to afford to drive separately. I'm, well, we could afford to drive separately. It's sure. just we could each take in helicopters. Thing. Right. Let, the heart of it is one of us wants to get really drunk tonight, and the other <laughs> slightly less drunk. And, that, and that's how, and that's how carpooling began. <laughs> exactly. That's how cavemen first carpooled. Well, uh, since we're talking about hanging out and carpooling and driving together, we went to a party recently where we were hanging out and drinking. It was it was a good time. Uh, a lot of fun was had. Although we did play uh, Never Have I Ever. Oh, yeah. We played the game Never Have I Ever. And for most people who've played Never Have I Ever, it's an easy concept. You say you go around the room basically saying, oh, Never Have I Ever. And then you're supposed to say something really taboo or, or sexual. Usually or, sexual, yeah. Usually sexual. What is, it's a good icebreaker with girls around. You're like, Never Have I Ever. Uh, kiss two chicks at the same time. And then if you... If you have done that, you have to take a drink. And basically, it's a way to figure out what kind of how loose the chicks are that you're hanging right. out with. My God, <laughs> some of the people we played with had the lamest "Never Have I Ever"s <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're right. Some of them were like, "Never have I ever been to Florida." <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever been scuba diving. That was the one right after the Florida. Like, oh my God. First off, you can lie. You don't. You can say something really crazy and just get other people to admit to it. You don't. It's not like anyone's holding you down with some truth serum, and getting the real answer. If you're really that worried, oh my God, I, I gave. I had a. I had a one night stand. Oh, I, my, 
Right. Everyone thinks so much less of me. Right. I hope no one says never have I ever had AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys. Yeah, that would be great if it really got to some deep, <laughs> deep weird issues. Never have ever been molested by my uncle. Oh, you never told us that. <laughs> Crying out the drink. <laughs> this, I thought this was a fun drinking game, not a drinking game of sadness. Uh, never have I ever served time for manslaughter. <laughs> uh, got you, Mark. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of serving time for manslaughter, do you remember that one comedian we're friends with, Elmo? Yeah, of yeah. course. How Elmo Vato. Elmo Vato. To describe the guy, yeah, Cornell's doing an impression of him. He's this Latin guy. Uh, <laughs> Latin king. Border, yeah, yeah. He might have been involved in some gangs, but he he goes up and he does this uh, total free association stand-up. There's no <laughs> no jokes, no stories. It's just this guy going up, yo, Holmes, I know you think things about me, but I'm naturally lubricated by nature, and everyone's going, damn, blam, look at that man. You know, it's like this complete nonsense. <laughs> it's complete nonsense, but it's utterly entertaining. Oh yeah. And you enjoy talking to the guy, so afterwards you'll you'll you try to have a conversation with him. You're like, oh hey. Nice, uh, what do you call it, set? Nice <laughs> yeah. work, Elmo. Yeah. yeah, man, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, ever since I got out of the joint. Oh, really? How, what happened in the joint? Oh, yeah, I was I was in there for, I don't drive anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why don't you drive anymore? Oh, I got blackout drunk and ran over some person. I felt really bad about it. So. Yeah, it's terrible, man. Poor Elmo. Yeah. Poor El- well, poor person who, yeah, I guess who got run over by the worst is the person by the man naturally I lubricated. Mean, the worst part is he didn't even get to enjoy Elmo's comedy afterwards. <laughs> he didn't even get to see. Oh wow! At least at least I, my life wasn't a total waste of time. I bore some great artist. His, yeah, his struggle and pain. He decided to express it at a coffee shop open mic where three people were kind of listening. And he strips down to a jock strap wearing a monster mask for no reason. <laughs> I remember the one show we always used to do, the owner, Bino, when he came in with the monster mask, he goes, no, take that out of here. (laughs) This owner of the coffee shop, or the bar, most liberal, kind of the guy like, oh, anything goes, go up there and just free your mind. Free your mind, do whatever kind of comedy you want. Elmo comes in with the mask. He's like, not in my place. Not in my place of business. Take that mask out of here. It was a really weird stance to take on a mask. Know, right? He's just so angry about it. Especially all the weird shit that happened in that place. A mask <laughs> was the thing that would cross the line. Yeah, there was a lot of, lot of crazy antics going on. I think you sucked on a titty in the bar. That was cool. Just no masks. <laughs> well, that was the going away party, and I don't know. Things got crazy, man. <laughs> oh, no, your game was just not that on point. But I was not able to make out with her. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that's weird or sad. I don't know. Where do you put know. that on the space-time continuum? I don't know, because at one side, you got some. You sucked on a titty. But... Right. It was awesome. There's a picture of it somewhere. But then she wouldn't make out with you after. Yeah. That's that... weird, man. Hey, I slept on her airbed. It was a... Uh, you slept on the airbed. Well, That's yeah, right. I, I, I forgot about you guys had an after party. <laughs> yeah, it was just me, just and then her, just her, just hanging out, uh, talking nonsensical, and I was like, all right. She's like, yeah, I pumped up the airbed for you. I was like, oh, it's not a total loss. She pumped the airbed up, <laughs> <laughs> and I just slept uh, by myself on the airbed. Well, let's see. We got some, we got some user feedback or some listener feedback. So I, I want to read this on the air. Uh, this is about Wax and Dumbfounded. A guy wrote in, 
Oh, wait. I just realized his grammar's a little bit off, but this guys are two of the best rappers out right now. I can't wait for their new album to come out, and that's from Jason Monroe of North Carolina. Thank you, Jason, for writing in. I agree. I'm sure uh, those guys agree. I know they're stoked for their new album. We also got this uh, email coming in. This is coming from Sang Park. Thank you for helping me with English grammar. Dear Sean, I was the person who was asking you about the grammar of my cover letter and resume at Starbucks. It was very helpful to correct my grammar. Thank you very much for your kindness, Sang Park. (laughs) So while he's not directly a fan of the show, he seems to be a fan of me and... Yeah, dude, you're teaching. You're teaching as well as bringing entertainment. That's, right. That's great. Point. Just basically, I'm reading this so people don't think I'm a complete asshole. And I can get into this story. I was sitting at Starbucks, actually, you know, writing out some jokes, writing out some, uh, you know, stuff to talk about for the show. And I'm sitting there, I got my headphones on, and this kindly, I'm guessing, Korean man comes up to me, and he goes to me, Are you native speaker? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, what gave it away? <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, actually, I'm a, I'm a native speaker. He's like, can you look at resume? And, you know, he gave me the resume, the cover letter. And I spent, like, 20 minutes with this guy going over his resume and cover letter. <laughs> and it's weird because there were points where he he was a school teacher. So there were points where I was like, yeah, put a comma there. He's like, no, no necessary comma after adverb in, in compound sentence. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> So he knew more about grammar than you? Yeah, I think I think he knew more about the rules of grammar right. probably, but he wanted to make sure it sounded right, you know, right. kind of that like like a native speaker. <laughs> and then, you know, got in this weird place where he was like, I am 40 years old. Want to start a new career? Is that too late? Is that too old in this country? Oh, man. Did he want a life coach and grammar teacher at the same yep. time? And I, I, I coached him up. I was like, no. <laughs> You go out there and you go in that job interview and you tell them you're here to work and you love the American dream and you love America and you tell them that you're here. You can learn. You can work hard. That's what it's all about. You can do this. He's like, thank you. I believe. <laughs> and I gave oh, I gave my email and I said, uh, you know, send me an email with the, uh, you know, so I can review the resume again. He didn't do that, but. Saying, though, I mean, if you get the job, please let us know. Yeah, and actually, if anyone out there is a a hiring manager for electrical engineers who mostly have a background in math teaching, uh, feel free to email me. I will I will hook you up with saying seems like a great guy very he's willing to be trained he said I what if I work for a 25 year old not problem with me I'm I'm ready to be a part of team <laughs> oh that's a great worker right there that's what you want man yeah dude yeah of course you do this but, guy's he's coming over here he loves America he's he's ready to hustle. Yeah, plus he's a native speaker, or he's not a native speaker, so you can cuss at him all you want. He won't have any idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, people look down on, you know, the whole immigration issue. People look down on the idea of, oh, they, they don't speak English. That, it's not all downside. There, There's some positives. Some definite positives. You know, when you go into a Chinese restaurant or Southern California, a lot of uh, places, if people are speaking another language, you don't know what they're saying about you, but the the reverse holds true. You can You can speak about them. Yeah. 
You'd be like, oh, that dyke's a real cunt. You know, she probably has no idea what you're saying. <laughs> right. You can't go with any of the typical racial slurs because I feel like they know them. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to go kind of off the Yeah, you can't be like, the... ching chong, ching ching chong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even though they're not fluent in the language, they might pick up that that's not meant as a compliment. Maybe not, though. Maybe they don't have ching chong in China since none of them say that, actually. Right. That could, that could, be, that could very well be the case. <laughs> talking, uh, we we're talking about uh, listeners. My uh, cousin Rob called into the program two weeks ago. Actually, he kept trying to call into the program. For some reason, we had a an issue with the phones that night. They're working now. Fine, feel free to give us a call at any point three two three two zero three zero eight one five. But Rob wasn't able to get a hold of us on the show, so he called my cell phone and left this voicemail. I make him stay up all late. Fuck. Dude, this is the time right now. You should be hosting that show. Like, time, time. Not like your time. Like, my time. Shit. <laughs> See, people don't understand where I came from. I came from an angry place. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess anger runs in the family. <laughs> people look at me and they're like, oh, your anger's out of control. My anger's in control. I'm, I'm letting my anger loose in healthy ways. You know, people don't understand where I where I came from. A lot, a lot of people are are pissed off as they should be. Probably didn't get whiz on his cheesesteak <laughs> and was just like, didn't right, call he, into your show. Right, he had a rough day. Then he he didn't get any sleep that night because he was staying up late listening to my show. Then he calls me the next day. He's pissed off. I didn't pick up on my cell phone. Oh man, I just know how to ruin that guy's day. Probably had a dream about being at an Eagles game without batteries to throw. <laughs> That, uh, that's nightmare. impressive though. When they t- Duracell's got to regret the free battery giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> that no one saw that coming. Like, hey, here's yeah. some D-cell batteries, but please, whatever you do, <laughs> save them to put in your flashlights for when you get home. I know. What are you, are you supposed to hold batteries? It sounds like a burden, man. And obviously, the stadium probably didn't give them out of the way. But isn't that? Isn't that kind of bizarre that the metal detectors didn't pick up a guy with like pocket full of batteries? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're big batteries. I mean, if you get hit with a AAA, okay, that's not a big deal. And, and it would be easy to smuggle in a AAA. But, you know, they're throwing 9-volt batteries, D-cell batteries. Yeah, is it just one guy who passes batteries out? <laughs> or did he throw them all himself? How does it... Maybe that's maybe that's a station in the pregame section. Okay, you got the guy doing the ribs. You got the guy doing the chicken wings. You got the guy from uh, Radio Shack giving out batteries. I can definitely see a Philadelphia employee of Radio Shack. What do you mean I can't take off for the game? Oh, fuck this job. I'm out of here, and I'm taking the batteries with me. No! Uh, Kevin Cobb better hope he's a good quarterback or there's going to be some batteries coming right at his face. Seriously, or that he's (laughs) (laughs) battery-operated. And use the batteries for good. Well, speaking of anger, a lot of people, well, actually the Muslim community, I guess, was upset. There was a small sect of the Muslim community that was upset recently about that South Park episode. You you saw that episode, right? Yep, yep, yep. You know, South Park ended up, censoring out a lot of the stuff where they were talking crap on the Prophet Muhammad. Comedy Central did. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Comedy Central ended up censoring it because this radical Muslim group online threatened uh, the creators of South Park. First off, that's kind of a, in a way, that's kind of a compliment to the, the creators of South Park. I wish that I would be threatened by 
you know, yeah, Muslim seriously. people all fired up. Because it means it means you're on their radar. You're you're that ubiquitous that even they hear about it. But nevertheless, obviously everyone heard about that. But there's also another contingency of radical people that the South Park people managed to piss off once again, and that's of course the redheads. And the leader of the redhead is back <laughs> at it again on YouTube. And boy, is this kid angry! South Park, you're making another video about red-haired people. God! Seriously! You're gonna stop this shit right fucking now. Now, I would be much more scared of this kid. Yeah, seriously. Stop. Stop! I cannot believe this! (laughs) Now, is is he messing with us? More! More fucking pain! More pain! Pain? I beg you to stop! Making fun of red-haired people. You're the original reason that we started being made fun of. <laughs> now, obviously, this kid's trying to make a point, but he was not the first—he was not the first person to be made fun of it for being a redhead. And pain. This kid knows nothing of pain. Clearly, if he thinks his South Park episode is tearing him apart. Well. This kid is pretty angry, and I'm guessing he has some pain, but I'm guessing it's not from the South Park episode. Right. I have a feeling there's a dad that's not around. There's a mom hitting him over the head with a frying pan or something. I have a feeling I have a feeling South Park is the least of this kid's worries. Oh, man, I agree with But you. no. You have to go and knock us. Again! A few dollars. Ooh, yeah, okay. Money, 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 money! That's why they did the Gingers episode, for the money. That's all you want. Well, you know what? Money's not going to get you by your way to heaven. <laughs> well, isn't that what the people of South Park are doing? We saw this latest episode where Jesus is watching online porno, Buddha is doing coke, they're trying to make fun of the Prophet Muhammad. I don't know if they're necessarily trying to buy their way into heaven. No, man, that's the way they do it. I hope you're happy, South Park. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. All you do is make pain for people. <laughs> Well, kid, don't speak for everyone. I laugh my ass off at this show. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, I'm going to try to get this to stop. I'm going to try to stop to it. <laughs> Somehow, I'll find a way! <laughs> Ginger and proud of it. <laughs> oh, man, of such it. a good sign-off. I need something <laughs> like that. I need yeah, a little pop for a sign-off. Definitely. Irish and pr- freckled and proud of it. <laughs> Melanoma, know, melanoma survivor, I'm proud of it. Anyone have a good idea for a, a sign-off? Let me know. Cornell, what do you what do you think? What's a good Just sign-off? American and proud of it? Yeah, there I you go. I don't know. I mean, because he's the, it works for him so well because he's raging about redheads. So the redhead and proud or ginger like is perfect, you know? Right. It's he's got a brand, you know. He does. Hollywood's all about finding that brand, getting it nailed down. This guy could this guy could get a sitcom. Where everyone just comes and shits on redheads and he gets angry about would it. Would you not watch that? I would love it, but that'd be that kid's personal hell. Right. That's why reality television was created. <laughs> Tell me you would I, I think it would even be funnier as as a four camera sitcom. Oh, Guy yeah. just <laughs> he doesn't they just pay him a hundred grand an episode just to sit on the couch and then just different guest stars come in and just start talking shit about gingers. 
And they'll work in a B story about the different side characters and their adventures. Sure, but he's sure. just sitting on the couch freaking out. Different different celebs. According, Jim Belushi. Maybe he's sure. Jim Belushi adopted him. There's, there's a lot of angles we could work for this kid. We're going to get this guy a TV show. <laughs> That's my goal in life, to get this guy a TV show. And myself a TV show, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but him first. Right. Well, yeah. What do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> you think I'm crazy? Uh, speaking of people who need their own television show, Logan Lystico, he hasn't been able to make yeah. it in studio. He's got this production job that... He hasn't been able to come in on Thursday nights. I'm but sorry, is uh, eating two Domino's pizzas considered a production <laughs> job? It's a consumption job. <laughs> well, that's a that's a perfect segue into this bit. Logan uh, enjoys, among many things, he enjoys eating. Wouldn't you say so, Cornell, living with Logan? Um, yeah, well, not during the day. He enjoys eating at 2 in the morning. Yeah, describe Logan's eating habits to the listeners at home. Um. Well, all right, well, I've only seen him eat, really, at like 2 a.m., and it's either him ordering he's I've seen him order a chicken fried steak. <laughs> at what time? Two AM. <laughs> two AM he ordered a chicken fried steak. And uh if he's not, you know, feeling pricey, doesn't want to like throw the cash down, he'll just, you know, nice sensible three AM Marie Callender's frozen dinner <laughs> from seven eleven. <laughs> Whatever he eats, it's got to have country gravy on it, and it's got to be past eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, I mean he's a health nut. He's kind of like. <laughs> kind of a guru when it comes to well-being in well, general. knowing Logan's eating habits and knowing that the KFC Double Down just premiered a couple weeks ago, I thought it would be great to get Logan to go out and enjoy the KFC Double Down. Give us his take on this new fast food treat. Logan likes to go here, and this is my review of the new KFC Double Down. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know what the Double Down is, it's basically... Bacon and cheese sandwiched in between two pieces of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Sound disgusting? Well, that's because it is disgusting. <laughs> this piece of shit is so fucking salty. I almost passed out from dehydration. And this is coming from a man who loves salt, so just to <laughs> yeah. put that in perspective. Just from eating half of it. And, by the way, I only ate half of it. I could not eat... Whoa. This is not KFC. Listen to your consumers. Eat this whole thing, and I couldn't even take one of the pieces of chicken off and eat it in a normal sandwich with bread. The chicken. <laughs> it was funny. Logan was listening to me play this for him, and he's like, "Yeah, why would they get rid of bread? Bread is the best part of a sandwich." <laughs> oh, I should have included that. <laughs> so that's an addition. I, just, I really want to see him trying to pick it apart and make sandwiches <laughs> out of it. It is so gross. Fuck this thing. I don't even know what they were thinking when they marketed it. I've talked to a lot of people about it and <laughs> no one has... I like his follow-up. He's, he's surveyed a lot of people. Yeah, you, they are... you just asked him to taste it, but he really did the research, sat nope. down with people, did interviews. <laughs> he got the word on the street. Interested in trying it. All I've heard is that people are angry and grossed out <laughs> That's the two things people are angry about right now. Arizona immigration and KFC Double Down. So who are they marketing to? Well, I'll tell you who they're marketing to. <laughs> I love the rhetorical question. <laughs> Me. I eat disgusting things all the time that are way unhealthy. But you know what? I say fuck the Double Down. Whoa. Wow. It just tastes gross. And in addition to all this, I resent <laughs> KFC for their commercial. If you haven't seen it, it's basically a bunch of dudes with high-pitched, stupid-sounding voices <laughs> saying things like, No, I'm starving.
starving. My hunger can never be satisfied. No matter how much I eat, my stomach still rumbles. <laughs> and then they take a bite of this piece of shit. And, of course, their hunger is satisfied. They have normal, manly, deep-sounding voices. And they're even saying things like, Thank God KFC listened to me. What, did you send in a fucking letter to KFC asking them to make a sandwich without bread? Fuck you. Go to hell and die. I hope KFC fucks itself. And that's my food review. Wait, I think I gotta listen to that end part again. Fucks itself. And that's my food review. That's you, oh, man. Well, thank you, Logan. We appreciate that. And I, I know the listeners at home. Really appreciate that. So they given the heads up that if Logan, as he stated, a man who enjoys crappy food and food that's not good for you, if he doesn't like it, people, you're not going to like it. I also like <laughs> he took on everyone, the actors and yeah. the commercial, the people that they're trying to portray, the corporation itself. You lit a fire, KMC. You lit a fire under Logan Lysico's ass, and you have to deal with the consequences. It's weird. He says KFC tells them to go fuck themselves. He's like, that's pretty bad. But he says all the actors should die and burn <laughs> in hell. Like, Jesus Christ. They're just getting paid, Logan. Calm down. Yeah, but they knew what they were doing. They knew they were they representing a shoddy product. <laughs> that's like saying tobacco executives. They Oh, we were just selling cigarettes to kids. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They know, There's blood on their hands. That is true. I mean, the Devil Down's got to kill at least as many people as menthol cigarettes. I don't know. Just doing some rough numbers. I've talked to people, and they're really angry about menthol cigarettes and the KFC double down. <laughs> oh, man. He's pissed. Speaking of heavyset people, did you? I, uh, I sent this to Cornell. This is a Lane Bryant commercial. A Lane Bryant commercial that's portraying... Lane Bryant, obviously, the heavyset women's clothing line. They recently did a racy ad, chick walking around in her, not thong, obviously, but her, <laughs> I don't, don't want to say granny panties, but they, her sexy looking outfit walking around. It was actually barred from showing on television. <laughs> I feel like suddenly there's, it's like, okay, we don't want sex on TV, but especially. Yeah, no fat chicks. I didn't realize the FCC had that policy, the no fat chicks policy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It comes the commercial comes back from the FCC. It's just a fat chick with a red red circle and line through it. Sorry, we're we're, we're helping out straight America. We no no fat chicks. Well, here's a commercial. I just think it's funny to break down the audio of a Lane Bryant sexy commercial. Mom always says beauty is skin deep. <laughs> of course, of course, mom's gonna sell you on that line of bullshit early. Right. A smile is the best makeup. <laughs> wow, mom really has low expectations. Yeah, I know. Mom was probably real haggard. <laughs> mom, can I get some makeup and be like the starlets on TV? Would you run out of smiles, bitch? <laughs> yeah, you fat bitch. It doesn't matter. Just smile. It's what's underneath that counts. Somehow, I don't think this is what mom had in mind. Introducing Kasik Intimates exclusively at Lane Bryant. So sexy, so not what mom would wear. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with mom? She's given all this great advice, and now you don't want to... <sighs> yeah, what was... Mom told you... So wait, beauty is not... Beauty is skin deep, then? Or was she just wrong about what to wear? 
I don't know. It's so confusing. If beauty's skin deep, then these fat bitches got to get their act together. Right, exactly. Is mom right or is mom wrong? Here's what It's so annoying when every... It, I just feel like it's the easiest cop-out for advertisers to do that move. This isn't your dad's American Gladiators. <laughs> this isn't your mom's Lane Bryant collection. Hey, sp- let my mom speak for herself in her own Lane Bryant collection. Yeah, I don't think my mom needs Lane Bryant. No. No, she, your mom is an amazing figure. Thanks. Thanks, man. So sexy. So not what mom would wear. Nobody fits you. Like- but it's so weird that they have to point out this isn't what mom would wear. That is implying that there's a contingency of people out there. Like, hey, mom, what do I wear underneath? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and that there's... Fat chick underwear that's super... Un- oh, that's like the black and gray of fat chick underwear. <clears throat> the best part about this, if you see the visual, she's walking around looking all sexy. She picks up her PDA and it says, hey, meet Greg at the water cooler or something. <laughs> I forget exactly what it says, but it's meet Dean. She's going off for this sexy rendezvous. Well, meanwhile, some Weisenheimer on YouTube took that clip took that exact commercial, and then instead of uh, showing the visual Meet Greg, they replaced it with the text, The McRib is back. <laughs> it shows the lady leaving the place. And if that wasn't funny enough, it was kind of funny, obviously. Headline News, when they did a story about it, they accidentally played the McRib version. <laughs> so, they, so it's clear Headline News has a anti-woman agenda. And I, I, don't, I don't plan on standing for it. Well, Cornell, we got to do a little uh, gossip here. Oh, of course. You've heard about the – you saw the Tito Ortiz stuff? Yeah. Tito Ortiz arrested for allegedly assaulting Jenna Jameson. Yeah. It's kind oh, of – uh, basically it worked out that, Cornell, you're <laughs> shaking your head. You just don't believe it? Well, I don't believe it, but I, what I was, I was talking about today, like why marry a filthy porn star, Jenna Jameson? Like, he's just such a fucking lame dude. He's so, like, he just wants to be cool so bad. He thinks his friends would be like, oh, high five. I, I got married to a porno chick. But no, that's exactly opposite. Right. He His whole argument is that she was addicted to Oxycontin and basically he was trying to stop her from it. And that's where some altercation took place. But obviously you're going into a relationship with a chick who's been a porno chick her entire life. Obviously, there's going to be some baggage behind yeah. it. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you've seen videos with multiple dudes putting dicks in her ass. Like, why would you want to lock that thing down? Right. I, I guess she's a she's a super sexy chick. But, yeah, you got to realize that there's some baggage with this. This is, I thought, pretty hilarious. A paparazzi was outside of Tito Ortiz's house when he got arrested. And this is the paparazzi doing that TMZ thing where they try to talk to the guys and try to get what's going on. Basically... Tito Ortiz is leaving his house. He's in handcuffs, but the jacket's draped over him, so you can't see the handcuffs. But but obvious, and he's going in the back of a police car. Obviously, he's just been arrested. But uh, this paparazzi guy is great. Everything okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he's the concerned paparazzi. You're getting arrested, Ortiz? No. No. <laughs> He's going into the back of the squad car, clearly in handcuffs. Like, there's no arms in his jacket that he's had draped over his entire body. Why are your hands locked, handcuffed? Is it domestic violence? 
<laughs> this is just so annoying. He knows what's going yeah. on, but he's still he's still asking these questions. And what kind of answer are you hoping for? Nope. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> okay, this is your one chance to come clean, Tito. Why are you handcuffed? <laughs> are you okay? Everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just cracked me up. The the concerned paparazzi, that that was that was too much. And to add a little intrigue into this story, Tiger Woods' alleged gal pal Jocelyn James, who was a guest on the program last week, quote: "I saw Tito Ortiz beat up Jenna Jameson three times." And this is from the New York Daily News. She claims that I saw three separate situations myself. James, a friend of Jameson's, told the Daily News they would be partying, and she wouldn't do anything in particular to set him off. So apparently, she's claiming that I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm starting to get a little suspicious now. Like if she pops up into another tabloid yeah. news story. Yeah, seriously. Uh, J- Jenna Jameson's father, Larry Massoli, told the the news Ortiz is full of bull. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the I just like the dad coming in. And then, oh, this is great. Uh, Masaloli, I guess the father. Whose who, father? Um, Jenna Jameson's father. Okay. Former narcotics cop. Responding to the drug addiction allegations. The only thing Jenna was ever addicted to is her children. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost creepier in yeah. a way. Much creepier. And then they do a little follow-up with Jocelyn, ja- uh, Jocelyn James. James, meanwhile, continues to be naughty, performing her striptease golf show at golf tournaments, including this weekend's Quail Hollow Tournament in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> she got a plug? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. God, why aren't we bigger? It's so easy to get – all we have to do is call up tabloids and be like, yeah, I saw Jenna Jameson get hit in the mouth. By the way, I'm playing ha-ha <laughs> in Bacoima. Yeah, right. We really should just try to insert ourselves in every celebrity <laughs> or tabloid news story and then throw out a plug at the end. Exactly. I don't know. I was I was listening to the interview I did last week with Jocelyn James. There was, a, you know, interviewing a chick who's been in pornography over the phone. Obviously, there's gonna gonna be some awkward moments at times, little lulls in the conversation. I picked out a couple that I thought were that were kind of funny. Oh, okay, nice. I used to live in uh, upstate New York myself, Rome, New York. If you're familiar with it. <laughs> Could she seem less interested? I mean, in her defense, have you heard of Rome, New York, and Upstate New York? Not the best interview question. I'll, that that one's on sure, me. Sure, but that no, one's on me. No, that's not on you. Well, right. Just, you she could have, she you could have like bit. a human fucking being instead of just cool. right. A little flat, a little flat. Cool. Basically, what I'm pointing out is, as a super hot chick sucked into the middle of this Tiger Woods thing, you don't have to have a lot of great anecdotes. Like, if you sat down on the Tonight Show couch, you're not there. If you're a comedian working a sweat to entertain people, yeah. you know, you get you get stuff like this. In a week, I will try to wear you out. Now, what kind of, what kind of stuff would you This is me doing text messages. You know, let's, you know, have, let's have fun. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> That's an example of a text message she would send back. She'd use those ones that were already stored in her phone. Right, the already pre I'm late for a meeting. What yeah, is, exactly. What does that mean, Jocelyn? <laughs> this was my favorite. I was trying to get her to talk about some of the other celebrities. It was weird. She seemed really super open about Tiger Woods, but she claimed to hook up with other celebrities that she didn't want to get into. She also hung out with, you know, Tiger Woods and his friends. Didn't really seem to want to get into that this much or <clears throat> that much. What was uh what was Michael Jordan like? 
everybody's everybody's just people. It's it's really not <laughs> you know not that big a deal. I don't think. Uh, only a chick would say meeting Michael Jordan. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, seriously. Everybody's- That's a huge deal. It's Michael Jordan. Even as a even as a woman who's not involved in sports. Obviously, Michael Jordan is in your circle of knowledge. Obviously, Michael yeah. Jordan's a guy you know about. You don't have one anecdote of Michael Jordan. Oh man, he was crazy. He was out of control. Oh, she did have a real cool anecdote. You didn't about uh, everyone being people. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Did you realize that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. This I did not know that. <clears throat> this is coming. Uh, talking sports here a little bit. Now we're moving into sports. Big uh, big title fight coming up this weekend. Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather Jr., Sugar Shane Mosley. I'm I'm really stoked about it. Oh yeah. I get sucked into you know Floyd Mayweather just talking shit on the other boxers. I just I love his swagger. I love him just oh you know him talking about uh, Shane Mosley wearing green. He ain't he ain't money green like Floyd Mayweather. I I just love that whole idea. And then he gets his whole family talking shit. Oh yeah. Something man. appealing about it. That 24/7 really. Really sucks you into the whole training process. It's great for him, man. It's so great for Floyd Mayweather because he's so funny on it. Yeah. And and what's great is he's watching the show. So in episode four, he'll make a joke about something that happened in episode three. Like when he was fighting uh, Marquez, they show a scene, like a dramatic scene of Marquez pouring a glass of his own urine and drinking it to to get ready for the fight. Cut to the next episode, Floyd Mayweather's like, oh, look at me, I'm drinking my own urine. <laughs> and then he went on to proceed to literally beat the piss out of Marquez. It's just so apt. Oh, like, you got to be really confident. If you're going to start drinking your own urine, you got to know that you're going to win that fight. Oh, I know, it makes it so much more high stakes because then you chugged urine <laughs> and got your ass kicked. That's so much worse, man. That That's humiliating. If, if you chug your own urine and you win the fight, people are like, "Wow, it's the secret to his fight." Yeah. That's you know, kids would be drinking urine around the block. <laughs> kids would be lining up. Oh, let me get some of that urine. <laughs> but this was this was from a recent night UFC Strike Force event on CBS. After the event, Mayhem Miller, two other uh, guys were fighting. Mayhem Miller stormed the ring, and he was calling out, looking for a rematch. A little melee ensued. I, I just really enjoyed the commentary from Gus Johnson. He's trying to call a brawl. And he remains very professional. He beat the crap out of the worst ever beat that first round. Just What's up? Me where's my rematch, buddy? That's him coming in. Yo, where's my rematch? Just literally sticking his... The guy just won a fight. He's literally sticking his head right in where they're trying to interview this guy. So, obviously, he's trying to provoke something. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I just love him getting angry like a teacher. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Not what the. This my only concern. Yeah. Real. My God. <laughs> All right. Uh, sometimes these things happen in MMA. A lot of testosterone in the cage, gentlemen. We're on national television. <laughs> Literally, a guy's getting stomped to death. Like, hey, take it outside. Gentlemen, we're in national television. We are going to step away right now on CBS. Back right after this. Wait a minute, he doesn't miss a beat. By insure. <laughs> a commercial going after that? Right, I'm surprised he didn't get any uh, product placement there at the end of that. <laughs> I bet Jocelyn or whatever her name is probably knew Mayhem Miller. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> hey, 
you know that guy involved in, you know the Arizona governor? Yeah, I actually used to know her before she signed that anti-immigration law. <laughs> She's the one who spread the refried bean swastikas all over it. Glad you brought that up, Cornell. Here's, I'm sure you guys have heard about this, but here's a quick little uh, news snippet summing up. This is Neil Cavuto's show, Fox News. Three days after Arizona's governor signed it, a battle raging over it. Protests already getting ugly. Very ugly. Now vandals using refried beans to smear swastikas on the Arizona State Capitol. Wow. The refried beans aren't safe. Who is, Cornell? Who is? I don't know. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't think it's... This is all conjecture, people, but I, I believe this is the most radical promotion that Taco Bell has ever started. <laughs> They're about to unleash... You, you'll be, you, you know, you're joking now, but when you're eating gyro killing gorditas and Anne Frank apple empanadas, Nazi nachos, then you'll know things have changed in America. <laughs> well, that's a little dark subject. And uh, lighten things up, I'd like to welcome onto the program Stud Manley, professional movie reviewer. Stud! Hello, Sean, is that you? Yes, it is, Stud. Thanks for calling on the program, man. Hello, it's my pleasure. I always love calling in. You're uh, you're here live with me and Cornell Reed. What's up, stud? Cornell, how's it going? It's been a long time. I know, man. How's it going with you? How oh, the... it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how the gerbils? Uh, the gerbils? Well, we don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Hey, we'll get people laughing too hard. <laughs> when I start telling my Richard Gere jokes, they'll forget all about how Yeah, you stepped on his Richard Gere jokes, Cornell. Oh, man, I'm sorry. All right, Stud, so what did, what did you see at the box office recently? Well, uh, well, to be honest with you, I really haven't seen much. I really can't recommend <laughs> any of these movies that are out uh, right now. Now, I was invited uh, to a film festival uh, at the beginning of the month here. And I, I, first of all, I want to apologize to your fans, um, some of your gay homosexual fans. I know you have some, just <laughs> like I do. Right, and there's they, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I have friends uh, that are gay, homosexual, and, and hundreds and hundreds of fans, just like yourself. <laughs> and I was invited to a gay film festival. Oh, congratulations. And, well, I I declined to go. I really wanted oh. to go because the gays, they are capable of making very fine films. They're very <laughs> cultured people, sophisticated people, in a lot of ways. But the reason I declined to go to this particular theater where they were showing this uh, this festival and I'm not going to mention the name of the festival out of respect to the gay community, is the smell in this theater. I, you probably, I don't know, you might have heard about it, but there was a there was an odor in there, something like you might witness if you were to ever go to like a gay orgy. Oh, man. <laughs> but there was a film festival. It was a film festival, and there was, obviously there was a lot of hijinks going on. <laughs> you, know, you know how... Right. I mean, they, I've never been to one, but there's that smell, and I, I don't want to get too graphic for your audience. But sure, I appreciate it. Semen smell of. Uh, <laughs> oh, <the semen>. <laughs> And you know me, Sean, when I go to the movie, you know, I like, you know, to get a big tub of popcorn, you know, and I just like to get into the movie. Sure. But it's, if you've ever sat at a theater and a gay homosexual sits next to you who's obviously just had sex with a stranger in the bathroom. <laughs> right, we've all been there. Obviously. Yes. And if they haven't washed themselves thoroughly, <laughs> you know, and there's, you know, there might still be you know, that poopy smell on their, <laughs> on their you know. So, 
Did you see any films, though? <laughs> well, I haven't uh, seen uh, any. You know, there's Clash sure. of the Titans. Uh, I, I saw part of the original. Uh, but, you know, there's the new one. It's been out for a while, Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story about Clash of the Titans, it's been pirated for, you know, ever since it's been out at the theater by uh, Sam Worthington's uh, fans, and everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is what these Sam Worthington fans are doing when they're pirating these movies. They're they're having all-night penal docking parties. <laughs> why, why are they doing that? Well, there's, you know, I don't want to say anything. You know, no one knows what Sam Worthington does in his real life. And, <laughs> and you're aware of what penal docking is. Right, that. exactly. And, uh, you know, and... Sometimes when they're penal docking, they're sometimes these people are they're kissing and you know things like that as well. Right, they're celebrating his film Clash of the Titans. Yes, and and the it is no you know when people do in the privacy they're oh in their home is fine and I you know sure. I'm I'm you know I vote Democratic in certain <laughs> regards, but the thing about some of these penal dockers uh, the stories that are going around some of them can be quite cruel to each other. <laughs> And sometimes they'll might laugh at the other people's foreskins. And I'm sure there's. So you would not recommend this film to other people, then? Oh no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would recommend maybe Sam Worthington. Oh okay. Uh, he would maybe address this situation and do the responsible thing. <laughs> right. And then there's another movie uh, that's out. I believe it comes out. I believe it comes out tomorrow. Uh, for your East Coast, it might already be showing. Yeah, you know, people could be East there Coast now. Fans. Furry Vengeance. Are you familiar with, with that? Oh, movie? yeah. It looks great. Brendan Fraser, CGI animals. Well, the thing about this movie, basically, what for your fans who don't know what it's about, it's basically about some furry animals that come out of the forest to seek revenge on some right-wing Republicans. Hmm. And that's fine and dandy. You know, it might be a little preposterous, maybe not very realistic. But the interesting thing about this is that there's a good possibility, and I would almost guarantee, and I think I could prove it, that they're not going to show this movie in France, and I think we all know why. Oh, no. Actually, I don't know why. Why wouldn't they show this? I know Brendan Fraser's huge in France. Why wouldn't they show this in France? Well, what a lot of people don't realize about the French people, you know, they sit around, they think about French people, you know, they sit around their outdoor cafes, you know, being all pious, drinking their wine and eating cheese. But when they go home, they they secretly rape their their pets. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! The French do that? Yes, the French. They've been known for bestiality. <laughs> All the porn, uh, bestiality porn, comes from France. It's a proven fact. Oh Jesus! I didn't even know that. That's that's and, amazing. And, and yeah, and the the, uh, the people that don't own their own pets, they'll you know they sometimes succumb to going to the zoo and they'll you know. Masturbated. <laughs> oh my God, man! Oh, so you don't yeah, think so, you don't that that would be too much of a temptation playing furry vengeance over in France? Oh, I, I think so. And <laughs> and they might want to think about the, like consider maybe not let Frenchly and like I think Robin Williams he married a French nanny or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now you're not married yet, now Sean. I know you're going to marry a beautiful woman very soon. Same yeah, that's the plan. Hell. I can Thanks. see. I know the women come after you guys. Thanks, Doug. And you're going to have some, you know, children. Now, how would you like if you had a three-year-old child and you hired a French nanny to take your little precious child to the zoo? Mm-hmm. And while 
she's supposed to be watching your child. Sounds wholesome so far. How about if she's masturbating to a monkey or a hippopotamus? <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's and your child gets a sunburn or, or dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, sunburn and dehydration, that would be my top two concerns for my child at that moment. Yeah, she's too focused diddling herself. <laughs> yeah. My baby's face is red. What were you doing to yourself at the zoo? <laughs> so what about any uh, we've our, furry vengeance? Anything else coming up? Anything else uh, you can... Disney Nature's Oceans, is that out yet already? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's an, I'm not going to watch that. That's the same people that made that movie, Disney Nature's Earth. Uh-huh. And that movie, you know, I mean, I know just about everything there is, you know, you know me, about nature and yeah. animals and all that stuff. They didn't say a thing in there about, in that Disney Nature's Earth, about butterflies being alcoholics. <laughs> so really? Make, I didn't, what, I didn't well, know that. So what would make anybody think that this film would say this Disney Nature's Oceans is supposed to know everything, you know? that it's going to say anything about seahorses and how their eyes can go in two different directions at the same time and how Aquaman, you know, rides around on a seahorse when he's fighting crime underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but the good thing about it, though, Sean, yeah. as bad as that movie is going to be and everything, it's like a documentary, but it gave me an idea to make a pitch. I'm thinking about writing a pitch, a comedy pitch about Aquaman, but in my Aquaman, Sean, Yep. My Aquaman, I'm planning to make uh, Gerard Depardieu, he's going to be Aquaman, you know, and he'll already be French. We're going back to the French thing. So <laughs> he's already going to be in the bestiality. And the thing is, Gerard Depardieu Aquaman is going to be having sex with his seahorse all the time. And then, and then there's, like a, there's like this big sperm whale over there, you know, he's like a peeping Tom sperm whale. Oh, yeah, of walking, course, it's a sperm whale. And he's like, he's watching Aquaman having sex with his seahorse. And then he starts masturbating, and then he masturbates it. He masturbates and ejaculates his sperm whale sperm all over Aquaman and that seahorse, and it's going to be so ironic. <laughs> well, sounds like you got a smash hit there. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so funny, you know. And I think you might want to get involved, you know. In this all right. Yeah, I will. I'll have to. Stuff. I'm going to have to look into investing in that stud, Manly. Thank you very much for calling in. We oh, always thank you. We always thank appreciate you. your movie reviews. Thank Take you. care, Stud. Nice talking to you, Stud. Good luck with that project. <laughs> oh, man. He really did the full hero's journey on that one. Right. He's, he, he read Jason Campbell. He knows He knows about all the... Uh... <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> it's, so hard to, it's so hard not to crack up. I, I want to try to play it straight, but obviously no one at home listening to this believes that this is a <laughs> straight-laced character. It's going to be two hours of Aquaman fucking and seahorse. What more could you ask for? All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. Make sure you tune in every Thursday, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio. Peep, um, people, if you want more Cornell, where can they check you out, Cornell? Uh, Twitter.com slash Corneasy, um, C-O-R-N-E-E-Z-Y. And I'll be doing Tiger Lily on Monday at the Hollywood Bar and Grill. All right. Make sure you check that out. Thank you once again for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today.